All right, guys, big episode of the Nordies podcast. The Vikings go crashing out of the playoffs. Their amazing year finally comes to an end. We talk about Correa signing with the Twins, Boldy signing with the Wild, and we break down a crazy week in the Premier League. Here we go. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Going well. It's going great. It's nice to be in the same room. It's going well, I guess. Yeah. Relative. It's going well-ish, yeah. Yeah. Um, It is nice to be in the same room. We're having a good time here. uh, And we have lots to cover in the world of Minnesota sports and national sports as well. Uh, But before we do, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Hell yeah. How easy is that? Couldn't be easier. Super easy. And uh, what are we drinking? All right, dude. We are drinking, you know, Prize, right? We love Prize. Love them. Um, Would you consider that in North Minneapolis or in the North Loop? Because they claim North, but it's kind of between. I think it's North North Minneapolis. So what is this? They're super nice peach sour. I just, it's nice. It's easy to drink. I have been kind of going away from fruited sours, but I'm liking this one. I have been kind of uh, eyeing this one up for like a while. And I just never pulled the trigger, and I'm glad I'm having it now. There we go. Yeah, well, I'm glad to bring it to you. I'm guys. glad somebody else bought it. I was. I'm kind of <laughs> in the same boat as you. I was like, eh, I don't know. I had enough sours. Yeah. And then I think this one is subtle enough that it's it's very drinkable. I love the stone fruit. It's good shit. Yeah. All right. Well, we do have uh, some big pod news and kind of a bummer. Mm. Uh, we're going from a three man pod to a two man pod. Ah, this at, is Ryan's. At, at least for now. For now, it's it's Ryan's. Last week, he's uh, he's got lots going on in his life, and so he's going to have to step away for now, which is a bummer, but we mm-hmm. uh, wanted to have him here to celebrate uh, seven awesome years with him. Seven years. Isn't that insane, dude? It's insane. And now you did all the, the work, banging your head against the wall to get the production set up, and now you just wrote a little Word doc, and maybe we're going to do it without you. I so think you guys will be fine. I think we got it, man. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll maybe pop in every once in a while. I hope so. You know? I'd hope um, you come back every once in a while. Yeah, we're going to do... This is your second to last pod, right? So we'll yeah. we'll share some memories, have some uh, laughs, hopefully, in, in our next pod, the Screencast Nordies. Yeah. So uh, shout out, Pete Hybrid doesn't have to listen to my terrible baseball takes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so he's... We're going to be a little shy on baseball he, takes uh, without you, though. <laughs> he's He's... Pumping his fist right now, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> no, nobody is. Ryan, we love you. You've been amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, go take care of your uh, your big family, your growing family. So I get it, my friend. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, so we have to move on to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, their season officially ends with a super wild card division, which, by the way, I hate that. Mm. It's just his wild card weekend. Yeah, it's weird. Super wild card weekend uh, matchup with the New York Giants. They fall 31 to 24, and uh, it feels like a bummer. Like the season is over uh, a little too soon, a little bit quicker than we wanted. I know everybody in the country was just dying to talk about how big of frauds the Vikings are. Um, but I mean, the minute the, the, the clock hit zero, they're like, the Vikings are frauds. Yeah. Tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> yeah. And it did take the very last minute. Every Packers player was like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, you guys got third in our division. If we're bad, what are you? <laughs> with a $50 million quarterback that yeah. you can't even afford to put a roster together with next season. If we're bad, mm-hmm. what are you guys? So Love that. Um, yeah, the Vikings lose. They lose 31 to 24. And everybody could not wait to absolutely annihilate Kirk Cousins for throwing well short of the sticks on fourth down. Um, I What's was, your thoughts on I that? I was at the game. And in the moment, I really, really felt that way. Like mm. I was very, yeah. I even said at the game, like, what I said, doing? what is he doing? I said, I feel like I'm a Kirk defender and I can't defend him on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I watched the play back, uh, they try to chip with, with um, Hawkinson to give him extra time, but it doesn't matter because uh, I can't think of the guy's name. They're big nose tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, He's throwing Bradbury Dexter, around. Dexter Lawrence or something. Yeah. I think his name, he, he came flying through on Cleveland and Bradbury Right through the line, um, Derisaw, uh probably was going to win his his as well, but there was serious pressure. If you see, kind of like as Cousins releases the ball, he gets hit. Um, he was under some real pressure. The routes covered in some pretty tight man coverage. He could have. I mean, I would have preferred he threw a jump ball to Jefferson at that point, um, but I just 
I think like it's hard when we we think of the big plays of the game as the offensive plays always. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, Irv Smith, big drop on third on second down, which would have got us first down. Um, the stupid throwback pass to Cousins, Kirk throwing short of the six on fourth down. It's like it feels like those plays were game deciding plays, but in reality, the game was decided by the lack of defense that we played. You know, uh, one other thing too is like. I, I, I'd like to look up and see what Hawkinson's yards after catch were because all game he was dragging people an extra six yards. One person could not tackle him. It was always a gang tackle. So I'm sure he thought, hey, man, he's open. Let's see if he can push his way, you know, another four yards. Eric, do you think that was supposed to be a wheel route and he just threw it because he was open? And he uh, didn't have time. Like, I think like they Kirk... were going back to that play of like he runs the out and then up a little bit. I was I was I was thinking that initially that Hawkinson looked a little surprised when it came to him. Anyway, we don't have to break down the minutia of that play. Um, that was just something that I thought I agree. I don't think the offense is to blame for this at all. 24 points in a playoff game at home. Um, you'd think you'd be a little bit more competitive than that. Um, but we couldn't, we couldn't stop. I mean, their three receivers were wide open to super wide open for <laughs> most of their yeah. routes. The crossing routes where we had like just slow corners. Oh my God. Watching chasing people. If I had to watch Eric Kendricks try and chase down Saquon Barkley one more time, I was going to throw up. The number of up. times they isolated Barkley on Kendricks in space was sickening. And it I mean, worked every time. all he was doing, Kendricks was just basically was trying to take an angle down the field to the sideline. He wasn't even trying to cover him. He just was like, I'm going to try and make a tackle 30 yards downfield. Tim, you were showing us a stat from uh, Opta something that scored North here. Do you have that? Yeah, I do, dude. Um, so since in the Super Bowl era, which they always say, caveat, uh, the Vikings are the only team to complete 80% of their passes, which is great. No turnovers and no sacks allowed and still lose <laughs> in regular or postseason. Uh, it's never happened. 47 and 0. And that's regular season. And, and, and now playoffs. it's 47 yeah. and one. And I know that this was a year of firsts for the Vikings. It's the weirdest year. It's a really fun year. Um, but that's a bad one to have. Not a good one. And it just points to one thing. The defense was uh, unbearably bad. Like it, it was, it was so damaging to watch. Um, I felt like the offense played pretty well. I'm not saying they were great. I thought Cousins was good. I thought we ran the ball well. I thought we found some good matchups. I thought, like, if you would have told me with seven and a half minutes to go in the game, we were going to have 24 points, I would have said, okay, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Especially if you would have said no sacks and no turnovers. I would have said, absolutely, I'll take yeah. that. You're in it. You're in it against a decent team. Um, I would have. I thought that was fine. The defense uh, in the first two drives was giving up 18 and a half yards per play. Wow. I mean, they were getting absolutely annihilated. Like, I don't know if I've ever really seen in a game before. It was like watching Madden. It really <laughs> like, was. It was like watching a video game. It was like three, four plays, and they came all the way down the field and scored in that in those just few plays. And I was at the game, and I kept thinking to myself, like, at the beginning of, like, after we scored that opening drive touchdown, I thought, oh, which, my which, God. Which, because, of course, we did. Yeah, yeah like why, why, Which is Why great. wouldn't we? I mean, yeah. we'll take that. that that's a, a trend. I, I like thought that. that the stadium was absolutely on fire after that touchdown and like it was one of the louder crowds i've heard to start that drive up seven zip and then they got a holding penalty on the first play so it's first and 20 from their own 15 yard line and we're like this and is the over. place yeah. is rocking yeah. i was like we are gonna we're gonna blow them off the field is kind of how i felt <laughs> <laughs> that's how i felt in that moment i was like man this stadium is on fire like it was just the fans were just cooking and you know what else bravo to the staff of the of US Bank Stadium and the Vikings because they pulled out every stop possible. They were like, "Do you guys want a big huge pregame show? We've got it for you. Do you guys want like amazing ent- entrance? We've got it for you." We- was, was Chip there? Your guy Chip the mascot? <laughs> I think he might be fired already. <laughs> And they were like, they were like, chip got once, shipped. Once the game started going bad, they started pulling out desperation moves. They were like, they gave the drum guy a bag of cocaine. They were like, well, they, nuts. D- how desperate is it to have Luda as halftime? I mean, well, but, we, but, you like but that, that's before. But that was before they yeah. knew it was going bad. Yes. Once it started going bad, they were like, and now we're going to bring out a Vikings fan child with cancer. And oh, then they no. were, I'm serious. Yeah. Then they were like, oh my gosh, it's Kirko, the little kid Kirko. He's going to dance. Yeah. And now there's going to be a gritty contest. And then it got to a point where it was going poorly and then they were like um we're gonna bring out world war ii veterans oh and they did they didn't know they did <laughs> and like they were pulling out every emotional stop they were just trying to get this place going luda 
played at halftime, like the fans and the stadium and everyone gave. Maybe it a the go. Wolves knew that this was our Super Bowl, yeah. right? They had to give it. You well, know. I mean, honestly, things could have gone very well, and we wouldn't have gotten another home game. So, I mean, it's like yeah, that's that, true. That's, that's true. That that was kind of going to be that, it. That's got to kind of factor into yeah. it for sure. They had to pull out. They they put in you know three home games worth of shit into the one that they knew they were going to get. So I will say, um, Donatel, there's no chance in hell he survives. He, okay. He won't survive this week. Well, and why would he oh, want to? Good. He's like 75, he yeah. or I don't know how old. He's old. He and looks old, and he looks scared. Well, he's got a 30-year NFL career as a coach. Like He's, gets, he's toast. Hit That's the great. So I did hear this this week, that um, KOC had a very specific type of defense he wanted ran. Okay? And when he was interviewing coaches, um, Donatel kind of said, yeah, yeah, I can do that for mm-hmm. you. And then he came in and kind of just did his own thing. Not really to what um, KOC wanted. Really? Okay. And that he kind of like did his own thing and went his own directions on things. So I think his fate has probably been sealed with with the Vikings for a while now. For the lack of uh, listening to your superior in that regard. And I think KOC is just like, this isn't working. Well, and think about if you're Ed and you got this 37-year-old, you know, good-looking head coach who's like... I want you to run some blitz package. He's like, yeah. okay, guy, you've been here for like 15 mm. minutes. Yeah. You know? So I think that it it's probably the writing has been on the wall this whole time. We just haven't heard those things because they're a well-run that team that and, doesn't all talk shit about each other, yeah. which is nice. In Ed's defense, though, the personnel is, is, is a problem. abysmal or looked abysmal anyway. So I think like the other thing that I, I have heard whispers of is that the, the Wilfs didn't want to make very drastic moves last year. The Wilfs. They brought in Quasi. They brought in KOC. You mean they, with the players, with the personnel, yeah, the player personnel gotcha. stuff. They they didn't want to like gut the team. Well, they, they renegotiated Kirk to yep. get him to a reasonable number and so all that. I yeah. think that they kind of were like, see what you can do with this roster, guys, mm-hmm. and then you can make and we'll some learn decisions. a lot. And, and I, I don't we, think that anybody thought we were going to win thirteen games no, and no. then be in this position. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> with the shit we had going. So. I do think that it was, we probably saw everything we needed to see. And I think that now they're going to have some major decisions to make. Well, and the decisions mm-hmm. are going to be also made for them in terms of like contracts and yeah. renewals and a lot of that stuff. So on the offensive side of the ball, Madison is good as gone. Um, mm-hmm. I think Dalvin Cook is maybe their biggest decision that they're going to have to make. Um, I could imagine either way. I would... Was he really bad in this game or did it just seem like it? He was fine. Okay. Playing a bad run defense, though. He was yeah. fine. Um, he, I think he should go. Um, I can imagine they bring him back. It seems like he's a good leader. He was a captain of the team. Yeah. Um, but we, I, we had like 17 captains this season. But, but. I do, but like, <laughs> for the coin toss, it's always like Cook, sure. Ham, and one other guy, you know? And so I think he's a good leader, but I, I just think like I would prefer to move on. I don't really ever want to pay a running back. I don't care if you have the best running back in the league. I kind of think yeah. funds are better spent elsewhere. Um, and then. Uh, Irv Smith is good as gone. <laughs> uh, yeah. A big one that's going to be out. tough because everyone who's not paying attention will think that this guy's good, but he's not. It's Adam Thielen. He's completely done. He's washed. Mm-hmm. He's so washed. It's crazy. Um, I made a comment. Wasn't he, wasn't he not washed early in the season to like a, a reasonable degree where he was like a serviceable slot receiver? But that's, that's yeah, that's I think gone. he was like he's the 15-yard guy. He's out of gas at this point. Yeah, I, I made a point at the game yesterday where um, I thought he got held, right? The guy was all over him, it seemed like to me. And it was incomplete. And I was like, oh, dang. He's and just then that slow. I looked at it. the, I watched the replay and I said, I always think that Adam Thielen's getting held, but it's just because he can't create any separation. He just can't run Guys anymore. are just running completely next to him on his cuts because he <laughs> runs like a, a Flintstone. Oh. Like mm. he's just running in place. Like it's painful. So I think he's got to go. He's making a disgusting amount of money. He's making $43 million over the next two years. Oh, wow. With Way like, too much. With like quite a bit of it guaranteed. Yeah. So you're going to be paying him whether he's here or not. Uh, I'd rather pay him to not be here, I think. Um, how about... Uh, Garrett Bradbury. That's a choice they're going to have to make. I mean, do we have to watch the tape again? He wants to come back. (laughs) He is a pretty good run blocker. He's a pretty disastrous pass blocker. I don't know that we can upgrade on him without drafting someone, and we don't have a lot of draft picks. So I don't know that you can really upgrade on him, but I think you could get cheaper and probably not much worse. Can anyone else play center? Our team. Not on the line? Okay. I mean, we have Austin Schlotman or whatever. I think he's a free agent too. Um, Then on the defensive side, this is where the choices are going to have to happen, and I think this is where a lot of blood is going to be shed. Um, Delvin Tomlinson had a good year. He's a free agent. I wouldn't mind bringing him back for the right price. Um, 
Daniil Hunter had a decent season, huge money guy, probably one of the most valuable trade assets we have. I could imagine us trading him. Was he relatively healthy this year? Yeah, he had a pretty healthy year. Missed a couple of games, maybe that's yeah, it. Yeah, he, he struggled early in the year, and I thought he played well the second half of the year. Um, he'd be, I think he's he's good enough to be on the team. While, while playing out of position. But yeah, I think the scheme yeah. fit yeah. is the biggest issue, so I, I think they're going to probably trade him. Um, I'm going to say Zadarius Smith. I've seen enough. I don't want him back. Um, mm. He just completely faded in the second half of the year. He had one and a half sacks in like the last eight games he played. Like he just, he was not the same guy and he's been banged up for four years straight now. Um, Eric Kendricks, I, I, I don't know if he can play in the NFL anymore. Mm. Um, the, the game has passed Special him teams? by. I don't even know if he's fast enough. Like he's so slow. And the problem is like the modern game, it's like 230 pound linebackers who can run four fours. And he is like a 235 pound linebacker who can run a four nine. Yeah. He used to be pretty good in Zimmer's scheme because he he only had to get flat. Right. I mean, it was pretty, pretty basic. He was, he, at a time he was a really athletic linebacker, but the game has changed so much in his career that I Mm. think he's gone from, and he's gotten older and lost a step. He is like unplayable. Um, Akeem Hicks, kind of the same thing. Easier to get rid of him for sure. Um, Patrick Peterson, they're going to have to make a choice on him. He was awesome this year. He's really slow. And he was really slow this year. He's going to be slower next year. Yeah, but I mean, he's always in the right spot. Doesn't it seem like it? Like, he, I, how many interceptions did he have? He, a yeah, lot. Yeah. I think he's just like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if he was back, I wouldn't be upset. But I kind of think they should probably try to. If they get, moved on, you would say that's probably the right move. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And he was great this year. We Where would we have been without him? Dead. <laughs> dead, dead in the water. We would have been dead. We so would have saying... been playing a quarterback out there that nobody had heard of again and that was including us playing duke shelley in a playoff game yeah and then harrison smith is the last gotta one. go he's he's still pretty good but he's gonna be paid like the one of the top paid safeties in football and he's gonna he's, be 31 32 yeah he's not the guy he was he's um, ancient it's not that i think these are all bad <laughs> this, isn't, this is not that i think these are all bad players like i named a lot of guys who I actually think are pretty decent players or guys i wouldn't mind if they were on the team but I think when we're where we are in um, with our franchise and what needs to happen and where we are with the salary cap, I think. Well, where, and where is that to you? Um, I think it's like a team that needs to take a small step back. See, like the Rams, <clears throat> like I, I keep thinking about I kept thinking about the Rams yesterday, the Rams of last year or the year before. They were like one, maybe two pieces away. They went out and got Jalen Ramsey. And then they got, they brought in, um, I forget, there was a D lineman that they brought in, not Von Miller, but I don't know. They had of, Von Miller last year. Oh, they did. Okay. So yeah, they brought in Von Miller. They had Bobby Wagner. This no, no, year. no. They, and then they had the receiver, they had Odell Beckham. Yeah. Like they, they yeah. were just a few pieces away. The Vikings do not feel like one or two pieces away. They feel pretty far away from that. I think that like what they're going to have to navigate here is rebuilding their defense and like trying to reset the cap, which is tied up for like the next two years in our defense of a bunch of like 30 plus year old guys. I think it's going to be like taking a year to try to like reset the cap for themselves a little bit while getting younger on defense, even if it means like growing pains, some growing pains. And then I think the other thing is, is like, uh, I've liked Kirk. I think he's done a pretty good job. I thought he had a really nice season. I was very pleased with him this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, I think he'll be back next year, but I think they need to have like a succession plan in place and that doesn't mean it has a name attached to it yet but they need to have some kind of plan um with tyler, where... ha- tyler haneke <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's like when they're gonna draft a rookie quarterback is kind of what the plan has Where's to be fitzpatrick let's bring him in no we need uh kellen mond he's still a free agent <laughs> <laughs> i think like like if i were the vikings my my plan i think would be um i was gonna have cousins for one more year and then we would be planning on getting a first round quarterback the year after. So not this year, but the year after. And I think you're you're set up for if you draft a decent guy or the right guy, you're set up with a good offensive line, Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson. Like it's a it's a play and a and an offensive minded quarterback or a coach. I'm sorry. You you are you are set up for a quarterback to hop in and like have some success. Um, but it's like, can they rebuild the defense and can they kind of reset their cap a little? Because Jefferson is going to get about $35 million a year. It's going to be quite a bit. And you pay him. <laughs> Deservedly so. Yeah, I pay Can't him. wait. I pay him. He's the best non-quarterback in football. I pay him no matter what happens. And I think he's going to make $34, $35 million a year, which will make him the highest paid non-quarterback in the history of football. Let's go. 
I'll be proud. <laughs> I will too. So you think this is going to be a little bit of a situation like the Wilder in where you got rid of Parise and Suter. Yeah. You're going to have to take it in the shorts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Financially, like with the cap, but it's to but there's some good free, pieces it's there. to free things up. Yeah. And 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 you kind of like you know you're not going to be bad because their pieces are pretty good that are like the bones are pretty good, but you are going to have to like fix some financial mistakes from past regimes. Yeah. And I think that's where they're going to have you're to You're going to have to dig up some concrete yeah. in the foundation <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. And there's some piping and that gets real expensive. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it feels yeah. to me right now. So I the best part about the NFL is is like I I left the stadium upset, like pissed. You should be. Bummed out. Yep. Um, but then I tried to like put a positive spin. By the time I got to the car, I had talked to my <laughs> I had talked myself into this. I said That's a lot of internal monologue here. Oh yeah. By the time I got to the car, I got in the car, I said to everyone I was with, I was like, you know, I'm really bummed out that we lost this game. But starting on Monday, I'm gonna be looking up fantasy drafts oh, or yeah. not fantasy drafts, mock drafts yep. and free agent rumors and I'm gonna be desperate for who's our next D coordinator and like the NFL is so good at making it a, a twelve month a year sport where there just is always news and drafts and rumors and games and playoffs and preseason and training camp and it just never stops ever so if you had to bet your house on our next d coordinator is it going to be internal or external external and i if i had to bet my house i would bet it's going to be um brandon staley you think so who's not even been fired yet but (laughs) everyone's kind of expecting (laughs) yeah i think he's the guy i would guess because i i think so mike Patton's a no for you yeah I, okay i, I want to daily be... didn't he just let up like 30 points and a half and yeah. to the jaguars okay yeah. yeah that sounds like a perfect vikings he guy fit right sounds in. like yeah that's like something he, we'd he, go through he was though a really i mean he was the d coordinator for the rams yeah and koc was the o coordinator and you know they were obviously very successful in building that rams team up so i do think that maybe just because a head coach job was too big for him doesn't mean a d coordinator job wouldn't be perfect for him so i'd be pumped about him i would like someone interesting but well he's gonna go from san diego or like la to <laughs> minnesota i think playing for the vikings organ or coaching playing working for the vikings is like a treat for people like maybe they don't want to live in minnesota like the facilities are but top I, th- tier, I think yeah. like working for the wilfs like i think the wilfs run an absolute model franchise especially I you're gonna say run a mafia but i was okay yeah <laughs> I that's think in new york a lot of they don't do that here that's in new york with the real estate I, yeah i don't care i think that do they run a perfect franchise for a, like a mid-market team i think they are like the best example good enough just great yeah. stadium yeah. great facilities you know always a high-paid coaching staff always willing to go for it always willing to make interesting moves treat the fans well like i think they do a great job so. yeah all right well the rest of it uh, in the playoffs at this point, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm actually just cheering for the best quarterback matchups possible. Okay. At this point. So you want a Brock Purdy, Trevor Lawrence <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl? So People I, are pretty on the I actually that think that the, the four quarterbacks in the AFC are all stars. Yeah. Um, including Lawrence. Totally. I think that Mahomes... Uh, As the oldest, by the way, and now 27, he's the oldest grandpa, of these guys. Grandpa Patty. It's like 27, yeah. 25, 24, 23 or something. It's insane. Oh, I just got my, I, I thought you were saying that Trevor Lawrence is the oldest. And I was no, like, Mahomes. I was like, like, dude, 20. am I in a different universe than I was earlier in the day? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, he's, he's younger than a lot of college quarterbacks. So, yeah. <laughs> so Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, and Lawrence is about as good as it gets. And then in the NFC, it's definitely not the same um, with the quality. Uh, but I guess Eagles have Hurts, who's a nice quarterback. Danny Dimes has looked pretty good for the Giants. You're going to get either Brady or Prescott. It looks like it'll probably be Prescott. And then Brock Purdy, who I just, I don't think it matters who plays quarterback for that team at this point. That's why they wanted to start Trey Lance. It just doesn't it matter. It, it wasn't going to matter. And everyone's like, insane. why? Why aren't they playing Jimmy? He's better. And it's like. I don't need to. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who. I like like is Brock Purdy doing everything they could ask him to do right now? Absolutely. Is he exceeding everyone's expectations? Absolutely. Is he playing out of his mind for what he is? Absolutely. Sure, but he's like throwing to like wide open receivers and he (laughs) hasn't been even touched. PFT's comment was so funny. He said, Another 74 yard bomb. What a dime by Brock Purdy. And then it was him throwing a two yard out to Debo, and then (laughs) Debo ran it just housing it two yards. And it was just like every play for him. Like the only blessing of losing to the Giants is that we didn't have to lose 48 to seven next week. That was going to be brutal. <laughs> the Niner, I, I kept saying, 
if the Giants' bad offense can do this to us, what does the Niners' offense do to us? Who's better in every single position, including running back? Well, hey, at least it was about- close. We're already like you really did have a big conversation on the way to the car, didn't you? We, we had we had to cover Darius Slayton, Reggie something, and some other dude, and couldn't imagine them trying to cover Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. <laughs> Use check. I, I was, the list goes on and on. I was, I mean, it's impossible. Yeah, and a dominant offensive line and the best yeah. offensive coach in football. They were like, I. That's one of those games where the coaches watch the film and they're like, "Great season, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been fun." <laughs> yeah. I just imagine that. Like, I kept thinking at the game too when our defense was getting giving up like thirty yards a play. I was like, Kyle Shanahan's mouth is actually watering. Yeah, right drooling. Now. Like yeah. he was like, "This can't be seriously the defense that I'm have to play at home in a playoff game." Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, well the we're proud of, of our team, right? Yeah. That's, All I right. think, ultimately, what a, what a 18th pick, right where we like to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we're 20, 20 know, whatever it is. Yeah. 20, we're 24th, but the Dolphins vacated their pick. So we're technically, we're actually 23rd. Okay. There's going to be an amazing quarterback of the future at that, at that spot. I can promise sure. you guys <laughs> that the, that will that be the Vikings yet. will not take a first round pick. You think we'll oh, trade and back. just well, we try traded, to build? We got rid defense. of our second round pick, and we got rid of our fourth round pick, and we got rid of our seventh round pick. We gave pick. it to the Packers and the Lions. Yep. So we well, we traded the second Zedarius for the Lions for, for um, what's it called? Uh, Hawkinson. Which was good. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, was that good one move. we like. Zadarius, maybe not so much. No, we just signed him as a free agent. Oh, we did. Okay. We traded the Packers for Christian Watson pick. And, yeah. But yeah, I, I think we're going to trade back. We, we only have four draft picks right now, which. Um, for some teams, they're like, yeah, it's called the draft. And for us, we're like, that's 11 short of what we're used yeah. to. <laughs> right, yeah. We need to get at least to double digits before we feel yeah. comfortable. Like, I don't think we've had a draft that we haven't drafted 12 people. It does yeah. suck, though. They would take that, eight like, seventh-round picks just so they could yeah. have We have 11. no picks or few, fewer picks than usual, and we need to build up the defense, and the O-line still isn't fixed. So that's kind of rough. Yeah, I think that they feel confident about O'Neal, Derrissaw, and Cleveland, but we'll see about the rest of that O-line. So yeah. I don't know. It's going to be fun. Honestly, that's the best thing it is. Like, whether your team is good or bad, the NFL is an absolute hope machine. You know, like, somehow they can get you excited, whether it's going for the first pick in the draft or it's, you know competing for a Super Bowl or just improving like Dude, they, you, they have you. Lions fans excited every single year Browns fans excited every single year Raiders fans I mean you know we can get excited yeah. if they're excited we should definitely be excited okay well let's try to get excited about something we're never excited about the Minnesota Twins oh okay. and that's because they signed Carlos Correa in what was the weirdest uh free agent medical drama <laughs> drama yeah. ever yeah Ryan last chance for hot twins takes let's go I lay think, it out there I think you know, Eric has made the point that like his average annual value is really high for like the tenth best shortstop in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it. I don't know. Maybe it makes the team kind of galvanized a little bit. You know, um, I think the number of three fifteen for eleven years, as we've pointed out before, an irresponsible number for the Minnesota Twins. I think six years with some potential, um, you know, automatic triggers based on plate appearances. For a seventh season and maybe an eighth seems a lot more reasonable. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, I think it's a it's a contract that's not going to pin this team, you know, to the ground like the Joe Mauer one did apparently, mm-hmm. which is still bullshit. But um, yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, you know, they it caused the Twins' social media team to post a wire, the wire meme. Yeah, with the hat of like, I just want you to let everybody know that we back up. <laughs> and it was like, oh man, that's kind of good. That was that, pretty good. I'm impressed with that one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's 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 a fun signing. The Twins don't splash like this. Uh, I wish we would still spend money on pitching, but you know, we'll take what we can get. So with the amount of money we spent, would you rather have had two pitchers? I mean, not that they're available. Not that that was even no, realistic. Not at There's, that price. There's no one to go. Yeah, yeah not at that right. price either. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, all all go. the good, all the good pitchers were long gone. So we got Correa back. We got new unis, which I think have grown on all of us. Yeah. Eric, did you ever buy a cool hat? Oh, I will though. Okay. It's not we'll, spring training we'll, yet. We'll get you pitchers and one. catchers report in a month. So there you go. Um. So yeah, I think there's there's some reasons to be excited. Why not? It's so, always a good time at the field. We have we have a lot of good pitching depth, but they're not very good. <laughs> right. Or, got a lot of them. You get or, a shitload of mums. Or it's a guy like Maeda who took the entire season off last year and he's going to be like 36. Yep. So we have no idea what we're going to get from him. But he's coming back. But he's got a lot of pedigree. So hey, we'll where's see. that Uber driver guy? We need to bring him back. Duffy? Uh, what was that? Randy Dobnek? Dob. Yeah, Dobby. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Get him back. Guys, I have... He's a, back to drive an Uber. I think I have a great twin stake for you guys. Okay? Yeah. So I don't have a lot of great twin stakes, but I feel pretty good about this one. Let's go. So people are going to say that Correa is overpaid because he is. He's like the 10th to 12th best guy at his position, and he's going to make 33 he's plus a, He's a luxury million. player. You have to overpay for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you're a mid-market team. You've yeah. got to pay big money. I'm not complaining about the signing, but I'm just saying he's making more money than he should. But if I told you for the next six seasons, we were going to pay Correa and Buxton $48 million a year. Sounds combined. a lot better that way. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, 24 a piece for the two of them. Sounds great. Sounds good to me. There you go. That feels good. Especially like three years ago. Oh. That would have that sounded <laughs> real great. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah, I, I think that that makes me feel better. Like the deal you're getting on Buxton makes overpaying for Correa feel a little better. $48 million for the two of them seems really reasonable. reasonable yeah and so for six years of having those guys in the middle of your lineup buxton for 100 games and korea for maybe <laughs> 130 yeah yeah we'll take it um i do think that it's going to be interesting to see what they do with trades i do think that there's a trade to be had with the marlins um lopez pablo lopez would take him in a heartbeat a 26 year old pitcher um who you know could be a a, a solid he's at minimum a, a high pretty much a top end arm for the twins Oh, in our organization? Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that that's a, a one to look at. The trade is going to be revolving around like Arise and maybe Kepler. Um, and yeah, that's I keep okay. Keep hearing the Kepler trade. I, I don't know what value he has other than for like a single A I think, guy. I think but... what he has his value is his contract is so friendly. No, no, no. I understand. I, I'm saying I don't understand what value we could get in return for like a 235 yeah. hitter. I think it's Arise mm. and Kepler together. They would kind of package as like. Arise hey, is good though, right? Yeah, Arise won the batting title last year. Yeah, he's solid. Um, I think that they feel like he's is that way. They're off on the arbitration number. Yeah. Like they're the his side is trying to maybe push for a trade. Yeah, I, th- well, I think they're trying. I think that the Twins know that they don't have a lot of assets to trade. I think they know that, that he's one of the only things that could go get some pitching for them. So I think they're kind of like resigned to being like, we like our eyes, but he's gonna he's he's the only person we can trade to get pitching. You know what I just realized mm. what also pisses me off about the Correa deal is we could have traded him away yes. and gotten a bunch of shit. Got a bunch of shit and then, and then still signed still him again. Signed him again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it makes me sick. Damn it. That's funny. That's yeah. what winning organiz- organizations do, and yeah. we don't do They're that. Like, just imagine we'll get them again. like multiple good uh, prospects. Yeah, like a triple A pitcher that's, you know, major league ready. It's kind of like the reason that no matter what D'Angelo Russell does, I will never like him for uh, pretending he was going to sign with us, then not signing with us, and then getting traded to us and gutting us of all of our assets. And then, yeah, Wiggins, <laughs> and then Wiggins winning a title 365 days later. Right. Yep. They they had Wiggins and Kaminga from us that helped them win a title. And we got... And Wiggins rough. was like their MVP in the We got a, a the problem finals. that we're still dealing with. Yeah. And, it's and just maybe like, resolved in the Wiggins, next few weeks. Wiggins destroyed the Boston Celtics almost single-handedly in the finals. He was it good. Was unbelievable. He and was, was very good. Boy, I'm not upset about that. No. That came yeah. out of nowhere. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I apologize. I, I think overall, um, I feel pretty negative about the Twins. And I know that the, the you know, we have plenty of listeners, but we don't have a lot of Twins fan listeners. I agree. Um, I know that they're mad about the negativity always. Um, but Yeah, both of them. It's, <laughs> but it's just like the, the pitching staff is going to pretty much be the same as last year, unless we go make a move. Um, if we went and got Lopez, I think I would... I'd be a little more excited. Yeah. Um, I think that if you go to a good organization like at developing talent, like the Marlins or the Rays or someone like that, who's got kind of a track record of developing good young pitching, I think it is a no brainer. Yeah. They develop pitchers for the Red Sox, the Yankees <laughs> and the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, they pretty much have like, have like funded their entire organization business off of just developing pitchers. I said, if you gave me 80 million to spend as the twins, my, my take is that I would take the 80 million I would go to the Rays and I would take all of their scouts and all of their yeah their whole staff, their staff right. of developing guys and I would just double their salaries. I'd pay the Rays money to not complain too much about it and yeah I'd I'd be like you guys can sign as many sixteen year olds from you know Latin America as you want to and then that's how I'd spend my eighty million. Yeah, <laughs> nah, you'd be in prison for embezzlement. You couldn't handle it. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you'd be no. taking a little bit of this. No, 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 no. Round it. This feels down. like this feels like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Like, another, <laughs> another one of Eric's. Like I'm buying all these baseball cards, man. They're gonna be worth something someday. <laughs> no, you can, you can. Like they have like drafts of like guys <laughs> from this. <laughs> a little too personal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
Calling cards. They're the wave of the future. (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Let's move on to another big signing today. Uh, The Wild made a big signing today. Yeah. They signed Matt Boldy to a seven-year, $49 million deal. Um, I think this is more money than I expected him to get, but it also shows you just how good they think he is. Seven million a year isn't too terrible if you're trying to keep one of your best... Like protected like He's prospects. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I don't have an issue with it. I'm not upset with it. It's a bench I, I guy think it's in, more, in basketball. I think it's more money than I thought he would make, but it is I'm happy to have him locked in for seven years. It matches up with that Kaprizov timeline. Um they're gonna be your for the foreseeable future, they're your two big offensive pieces. Is there any more expansion drafts coming where we have to like no. lock up guys? Okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That was no, the worst. I think that's a, I think that's a good move. I do too. I think when you have identifiable young talent, show good faith in them by giving them a you know his first big contract is a seven year deal for fifty million dollars. Man, yeah, come mm-hmm. on, like that's a no brainer for both sides. Yeah, that's great. Good. So maybe we got a little future going. Although is next year still cap hell? Yeah, one okay. more year. One more year. One then. more year of just like a lot of dead. Twenty five million bucks. But hey, in an already we're having short, a nice year now. Yeah, so doing fine. Who knows? They're a good organization, and I think that like um, as as hard as people are on Garen, um, I don't think they should. I think he's been awesome. I think he literally goes out and gets rid of guys that we like, and then brings in guys that everyone thinks they're journeymen, and then like Gustafson, and then they're really good. And I'm like, yeah, he stunk for a month, and then he's really good. I'm like, Garen knows what he's doing. He has my trust at this time. So until until further notice, I'm just going to give him the the trust of, of my wild fandom. Since it's my last sports like pod, can I? I'm just going to quickly do my favorite Bill Garen story. Yeah, when he please. first came to the Wild, and he got the team together for like a big, you know, an all team meeting, and he's like, uh, you know, why do we play this game? And I guess Jared Spur- Jared Spurgeon <laughs> piped in with like. Oh, you know, to have fun and, uh, you know, be out there with the teammates. He goes, no, we're here to fucking win. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. Like, like just set somebody idiot. up. For, yeah. Yeah. I think that was a great story. It's like the, the Westbrook the other day and like a week ago in the locker room was like, yeah, guys. And you know what most important thing is? We're all having fun. And they're 0-3 since he said that. <laughs> and he missed did the you game see, winner. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And did you see uh, LeBron's face when he said, let's just all have fun? LeBron's <laughs> face was like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll talk about the Timberwolves in the NBA here for a minute. Um, big push here for Anthony Edwards to make the All-Star game. I don't think he's going to, but I do think he should. It's triple yeah. vote day today, I think, or tomorrow or something, their next game. I really okay. triple wish vote counts. that he um, would have came in shape. Yeah, that I think was a problem. That he might be regretting that at this point because he's gotten so much better now that he can play the entire game without uh, <laughs> needing to sit because he's too tired. <laughs> he's clearly an all star, but he he pretty much took the first month of the season to get in shape, which was astonishing for like a twenty two year old or whatever, a twenty one year old. They did the over. shack. Well, it was kind of like he was like, "Why he has no dunks?" And we're all blaming the team, and oh, it's because there's too clogged and shit. I don't think he could just had it in him to run at the basket at that time. So. um <laughs> And since then, man, he's explosive. He looks fantastic. He's averaging 25 and 10 and whatever. He's he's playing very well. So you did have uh, some weird cryptic town stuff? A little bit. Although recently it's D-Lo. been like great win, like team win and shit like that. So I, I don't know. D'Lo was the bet on yourself guy. Yeah. yeah. And he right. was like unfollowing them. Yeah. And- Which, fine. We're going to trade him. Um, it's, I hope. I mean, if we can get something decent in return. I would just. If we don't trade D'Lo, how, what's, the, where, where does that rank on your irresponsible scale? Correa, Correa not trade level. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm asking. Which, which yeah. one's higher? Um, probably Correa because the you got twins a, are just such a. Well, you could have got so much more. They for have him. nothing. They just yeah. have nothing. But I, I would feel similar about this one. Like it just, you could get more for Correa, but you could get some pieces for, for D'Lo. It's just like, there's going to be such a need for scoring, like there always is, and shooting mm-hmm. um, at the deadline. And I just think it would be reckless for us not to move him, even if it was just for like a late first round pick and a bench player. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But just, you can't just let him walk for nothing. Yeah, totally. He, he's an expiring contract, an expiring max. Even if you, like... If you were willing to take a couple years of a contract that wasn't that great, you could probably get some really nice assets with it. It could be like, you take on this forward who has three years left at $30 million. Michael Pekovic. 
which sucks, but you're also going to get three first round picks and yeah. two pick swaps. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, well, that really erases the go bear trade. You know, like you could do some of that stuff. So I think they should be creative with how they move him at the deadline. Especially since we're trading towns this summer. I Maybe. feel like it's 90% chance we trade Towns this summer. 90. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. And I'm 70% comfortable with it. So let's go. <laughs> well, maybe you need to take That's, a walk not, to your car and you'll be talking yourself into yeah, it. We're not that far away. <laughs> and I, neither is my car. So we'll be I just right. think like I'm I'm ready. I've seen it. I've seen where we're at. If you just added a bunch of pieces to this, I, I feel pretty good yeah, about it. Totally. Yeah, I think we're developing are. pretty well, actually. Like That's what Finch, for whatever you want to say, if he's good, bad, he's taken some people like Nas and noel and and mcdaniels and really like improved them and ant ant is actually developing oh, there's yeah. times when you have a coach like thibodeau where the young players do not develop because he's just focused on well these are my guys you know and so hey give finch's credit for that for our young players actually getting better while here yeah who is the forward that we brought back the ball taj taj, taj gibson. gibson oh my god yeah he he beat us today he's on the jazz now Taj Gibson still plays? <laughs> yes, I think so. They no. sure made a big deal out really? of him. Really? Yeah, I think so. I don't know like if 50. I saw him in the game or not, but all right, Taj. I don't know. I'm just scared. we're gonna move on. move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, um, and then uh, let's move on to the Premier League. Huge weekend or week coming up in the Premier League. I mean, it's already been a huge week. Huge weekend. Yeah. So you had the Manchester Derby, yep. um, which ended in. Uh, Bit of a surprise, right? I mean, I think it was the. I think Man City the biggest got completely <laughs> ripped off. Yeah. Oh, okay, they got so screwed in this all. game. I didn't really mind it. Um, to be honest with as you, as an Arsenal fan, I'm not really afraid of Man U. You're okay with the City loss, though. I think City, even though they're like going through the motions and struggling and not the same squad right now, I think they are so much better than Man U. They scare me. Um, United doesn't really scare me that much. So I guess heating, it was heating up Rashford's a little scary, but he, the rest of the crew is not too he's much. Good. Yeah. But yeah, the rest of them are just okay. So um, yeah, that game, if you guys saw it or didn't, um, what happened is this city was kind of dominating the game. They were winning one, nothing. They just couldn't really get another one. They, a pass comes in. Marcus Rashford runs pretty much over the ball offsides. He's within seven <laughs> inches of the ball. The ball pretty much goes next to his foot. He yeah. like dodges the ball. He's offside, so it shouldn't count. It rolls past him to Bruno Fernandez, who is streaking in when all the defenders had went and played Rashford, who was offsides, allowing Bruno Fernandez to take the ball and just pump it into Rifle the goal. Rifle it in. Yeah. This was crazy. They initially said offsides, then they checked it and decided it was a goal. I thought this was like criminal. <laughs> like if I was a city fan, I would have been outraged. You should, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, they did I give mean, up just another. A, just like the the league has enough refereeing problems as it is, you can't be like being like, you know, he didn't t- touch the ball, <sighs> and it's like, yeah, but he was trying to. <laughs> he, he literally made it so their defense all played him. In what would have been By a place six didn't feet, count. Yeah. It sounds like a new strategy. What's wrong with that? You have the you get the decoy and you got the actual guy it's, coming it's in. A, that's the thing. What's wrong with that? It's supposed to not count. So if you, oh, okay. if you even if you don't touch it, if yes. the pass is intended to you, yeah. Even if even if you don't touch it, even if you do like a dummy, you're technically yeah. like oh. interfering with play. Okay. All so, right, see, I didn't know. So it's the things. same thing. Like if you're offsides, you can't stand in front of the goalie to block their view. I thought they invented like the fake uh, quarterback, um, you know, slide like that guy did in college football. <laughs> oh was yeah, yeah. kind of that, that was cool. Kind of was that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like you got to make a new rule now. It's 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 like the you can't stand in front of the goalie offsides and then block his view. They would call you offsides even if you didn't touch the ball, even if it was kicked into the top corner. They would say you impeded the goalie's ability to save that. And so it would be called offsides mm-hmm. unless they dubbed like the goalie. You give him no issue. Okay. But at this point, I don't want him making those judgment calls because no. it was so sketchy in this game. So uh, United back, I guess. Um, and then the other big one, Arsenal, Spurs, North London Derby. Let's go. Oh. Is it a Derby anymore? I mean, it was the first time we beat them at Spurs since, since oh, okay. 2014. So okay. it had been a while, um, but it wasn't close. This was an absolute thumping. Um it seemed like Arsenal was coasting for most of the second half. Just don't screw up, but also don't. I you know, think take your foot that off the, the first half of the game was the most dominant Arsenal has played ever. 
Really? <laughs> I think ever. Under Arteta or just in general? <laughs> Maybe in general. I don't know. I mean, someone could show me an old game where they just killed someone. They they had the ball for, I I would bet, 90% the, the of... The 3-0 at Stamford Bridge before Conte switched to the back three. That was pretty dominant. I mean, this was like the, like Spurs must have been in the locker room being thankful that they left with their lives. Like, this was a, just an absolute dis- destruction in the first half. Spurs kind of came back into the game in the second half a little bit, but Harry Kane didn't get his his yearly or gamely penalty against Arsenal. Not for lack of effort. He tried. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> he also it, tried kicking Arsenal players and and shoving them over when they didn't have the ball. <laughs> yeah, and then and then at the end of the game, you had um, Richarlison, who might be the biggest douchebag in the whole league. He's perfect for Spurs. He really is. He's a complete douche. He shoved the goalie in the face multiple times. After, Arsenal's keeper, yeah. Ramsdale. Multiple times after the whistle of the, the final whistle, which I never saw the lead up to that. I don't know was was Ramsdale like saying something? They, they to were him? just trash talking each sure. other. Sure, so it's like normal stuff. Yeah, and Ramsdale started laughing, and then he pushed him in the face, and then he pushed him in the face again, and then they supposedly looked at it for two separate red card offenses. I, I mean, how does Ramsdale? He's a goalie. How does he not see that coming and block that? <laughs> I mean, in the so face twice. He's got gloves. <laughs> right. So then Ramsdale walks over to the side to get his water bottle, and it's kind of popping off. And then a fan jumps down and kicks him. (laughs) A Spurs supporter (laughs) climbs down the bleachers and kicks Ramsdale in the arm. And then he's like, he does the Antifa mask. You know what I mean? He's like trying to pull his scarf over his face. And he's trying to run away. And he's so... He's He's blaming Antifa. No, this kid's so unathletic, dude. I think it was an Antifa actor. This guy was gassed by the time he made it up like three bleacher rows. Um, Anyway, and then... amazing. Arteta has to come over and save the day. He's pulling guys. Shaka. Well, that's the funniest part. I want to, I don't know if you saw the moment Arteta realized he had Ramsdale away and like going over to the away supporter section. And he saw Xhaka making a beeline and was like, oh God, yeah. like dear he Lord. Sprinted after him. <laughs> he sprinted. Yeah. Arteta was probably out of breath. I think that it, what the, there's a common denominator here though. And it's Conte. This has now happened after multiple games and Everyone wants to blame every other team, but Conte seems to be the one at the center of a lot of these post-game shenanigan stuff. He was yelling at Arsenal players during the game. He grabbed Tuchel's hand. Remember that? Yeah, and pulled him in and then did a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was this year, wasn't it? Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was like the aggressive handshake, they and then the Tuchel was like, what the hell? And then, and then they then... were like in each other's face. Remember that? Yeah, I don't remember who was the aggressor in that, though. Probably both of them. Yeah, they're probably both. But it's always Conte. He's just a Just blame Conte. (laughs) He just is. So Chelsea legend. Huge (laughs) uh, weekend of games, but then this week, the games are even better. Uh, Wednesday, Spurs versus City. Where's that? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Either way, I I don't know if it could be any better for Arsenal. Yeah, Because either it it puts City possibly down 11 to them, or 10 to them. Assuming Arsenal wins. Yeah, or it ends... Spurs for good. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> like it should it's be just, fun. It's just perfect. So in this case, this is the first time you don't want to draw, really. I don't I mean, either way. I mean, I can't There's well, just no A result. draw is two drop points for City as well, so that's, right. that's positive. A draw would be great. A, the win for City, a win for Spurs. It's just great no matter what I, I'd like to see Holland put in like seven goals. Yeah. I think I, that I would be I'm just like a piss pounding. <laughs> the other big games this weekend, um, Liverpool-Chelsea. Your two teams. 6.30 a.m., bud. Ooh. Hey, battle of the mids, baby. Let's go. I'm sure I'll be up. Hey, it's man. a critical game. Hey, are, who's going to go below the half of the table? Who's going to go above the half of the table? I wish we were. I wish we weren't in this position. I know this I mean, is the a, most fun fall. year. Eric's just having a blast we, over here. Eric, I wish that we I've were one, so two, and three. That's when we're having say, the most fun. I think this is the first season Eric's actually having fun. Yes, during, no, I, I recognize that he he's you know he's due, and I maybe am not. I mean, in this, and in this window, Chelsea's been fucking unbelievable. We've only had you and I have only won. You know, one Champions League trophy each and one league title each. So since like, we've started the pod, yeah, we've done the pod. I, I don't. And know. I didn't even have a team for you the first FA two Cups years. So. I think that we've won one. I think we've qualified for the top four once since we started the pod. Yeah, and we beat you yeah. in the Europa League <laughs> final, yeah. four to one. Yeah, <laughs> with our former striker scoring multiple goals, it was horrible. Perfect. Um, so good for you. We're happy for you. And then, it does look like uh, you know you guys are in great oh, this, shape this right now. This year's over. Arsenal have won the league. Uh, stop that. Yeah, Arsenal then, has won. He just won't say that. He if it was any other team, he'd be he'd like, it's over. he'd be yeah. the most factual. You know how he is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's over. It's one hundred percent. It's eleven um, points with eighteen to play. It's I very, can't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. But the the thing, the game I'm excited about, and I think probably the neutrals are the most excited about, Arsenal versus United. Yeah. 
And it's just, it's the most classic Premier League game. I'm not saying the most classic England soccer game. Mm-hmm. That's probably Liverpool United. But the most classic Premier League game is United Arsenal. I mean, just they the first 12 years of the league was just those two teams. Well, it, London it versus mm-hmm. Manchester. Yeah, big, big red, deal. red versus red, yeah. I guess it is. <laughs> Darker red. Well, that's cool. Chelsea man, Chelsea United looks better. At least you're the Gunners and not the Reds or the Blues like yeah. everybody else. There's like but, 17 but, Reds. But it just is a classic. Blues. Like just it's it's Sir Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson versus Arsene Wenger. It's just like such a classic battle and both of these teams have kind of stunk for years. Not been great. For like the last decade they've both been really underwhelming. And then what did they both do? They cleared out cleared a out bunch guys. Of shit dead wood on the teams yep mm. cleared out everybody and brought in young interesting and they managers. got rid of guys like they didn't have bad players they had paul pogba who's yeah. great ronaldo gone cristiano ronaldo mm. lots of other guys gone all of them yeah. out juan mata gone anyway i think it's gonna be a fun match um you're on record saying manchester united does not scare you um i think the manchester united players plus the referee should scare you a little bit they did beat Jacques us they're, 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 the for only, red. they're the only team that has beaten us this year when was last? When was Jaka's last red? I feel like he's fired up after the Spurs. It's just making me sick that you're doing this because now he's going to get one this weekend, and I will be so you. mad. I'll be so mad at you. Yeah, but you can't yell at me on the pod anymore. So that's true. But the texts are coming in hot. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, let's make our picks on those games. Uh, Spurs City. What do you guys have? Oh, City by 100. City three Spurs one. I think that's fair. I'll say four one City. Why not? I'm going to go three Pound two City. We all think goals. Goals. We all think goals. That's, I hope so. Uh, Liverpool Chelsea uh, one one draw. It's going to be one one, and it's going to be a neither slog. team really wants to win. Seems like yeah. I think I'm going to do this again. I'm going to pick Chelsea one nothing. I think fine. I think Liverpool's in trouble. Hey, we, you're on record. So talking about on record, you're on record picking Brighton, and we saw what happened there. Three zip. Uh, and then Arsenal United. Uh, I'm going to say three two Arsenal. I'm going to say two 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 in. Wait, pay- is it at the Emirates or is yeah. it at okay we'll two, two one Arsenal for me? Dude, great. the champs. You're not going to lose a game. Arsenal three two. You won't lose again with ten men. <laughs> <laughs> are they winning when they go to 10 men yeah oh gosh i went heart I attack here i don't know if i'll survive <laughs> yeah, that that's, yeah. that's uh sweaty underwear <laughs> that's too much all right guys that is all the time we have uh thanks again to ryan yeah uh for seven years of making fun pods with us he'll be on one last pod this week and uh you know it's just been you know one of the best times of my life has been hanging out with uh you two guys and it won't be the same with without Ryan, but you're gonna have to come back and you know be a guest. Talk as, about a hype guest. You know what I'm gonna do though? That'd be a hype. I'm gonna call guest. in. I'm gonna call in and like make you guys have to go through like the audio nightmare. <laughs> just one last f you. Yeah, it, that would be. perfect. I'm just kidding. That would be perfect. All right, guys. Well, tune into our last podcast of the week. Nordies, uh, our Nordy Award winners. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Until then, thanks for hanging out with your best friends here at the Nordies podcast. <laughs>